0: Animation. One Woodrad Podcast Network is a proud affiliate of AnimationLegends.com. Use our promo code RINGS to save at checkout. We're talking actual, authentic animation production artwork. One-of-a-kind things you're not going to find anywhere else. Authentic animation cells background paintings and production artwork from some of the most legendary, iconic Saturday morning cartoons and animated features. We're talking the Brave Little Toaster, we're talking Little Nemo in Slumberland, the Ultimate Spider-Man, X-Man, Ewoks, He-Man, G.I. Joe and many more. Go to AnimationLegends.com and get real, authentic, one-of-a-kind artwork that you can adorn your walls with and save at checkout with our promo code Ring. That's R I N G S rings at checkout. AnimationLegends.com. The future of gaming is portable, so let's talk about the games in our hands, the games in our pockets. Let's talk about the future today. It's Handy Pocket.
1: Also known as, I'm kind of pushing it with this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what this is. I don't even know what the title of this episode is going to be. It's a bit of a surprise. I'm Kyle Von Kubik, and I'm joined along with... Uh,
1: Johnny Capcom. And this is episode number...
0: 373.
1: <laughs> what are we talking about today? Uh, I wanted to talk about a television program called Bad Influence. Hello and Happy New Year from a very special Bad influence. not oh, yet yeah, short. This week we'll be looking at the best and worst of last year.
0: We've got the best add-ons for the PC, including
1: the virtual guitar. We'll be looking forward to the top games on all the hot consoles. More importantly, we'll be revealing the worst games on all systems. Later. Our star guests, the Shaman, will be explaining how they use the best music computer ever when they record, and we'll have our normal games reviews, but this week with some special celebrity reviewers. Hi, I'm Nicola Quinter. And I'm John Adam. We're going to be reviewing three games on the show today.
0: And one of those is going to be Yoshi's Island on the SNES.
1: <laughs> it was a video game review show uh, and kind of a, like a technology uh, review show. Okay. Uh, it aired from 1992 to 1996. It was made by Yorkshire Television in mm-hmm. the in the UK, up in Leeds, and yeah. um, it went out on the ITV affi- affiliates mm-hmm. and. I had access to UTV, which uh, U stands for Ulster, and whether the people in Ulster like it or not, Ulster is in Ireland. So uh, we had it. Yeah, this thing used to air on Thursday evenings. It was a big ratings hit for the time. Yeah. Uh, um, it had a rivalry with another show called Gamesmaster, which was on Channel Four.
0: That I've heard of because I've seen the like the Modoc looking character that they'd have in that, right? They had some weird oh, yeah. like giant head, the game master, I guess.
1: Yeah, that was uh Patrick McGowan. <laughs> no, no. Patrick Moore, he was an astronomer and he was the games master as well. They brought it back recently, actually Games Master. Um they did three episodes set in the modern day. Yeah. And it was actually really good. It was it was a reboot that felt like it picked up directly from where the other show left off in, like, 1997. But, uh, yeah, Bad Influence.
0: I mean, you tuned in for Violet Berlin, correct? Uh, I mean, everybody <laughs> did. Describe, but, describe uh, who Violet Berlin is. I'm sorry. I'm actually just looking at a, a fact sheet of this show right now. I've, I've never heard of Bad Influence. Or maybe you've shared clips of it with me in the past.
1: Well... Uh, it was presented by uh, Violet Berlin and uh, Andy Crane for three series, mm-hmm. and then Andy Crane and Sonia Saul for the final series. Okay. And uh, Violet and Andy, they would be like. Sonia would have been on a, a lesser scene series of it, basically. Violet was. She was, in a way, the mascot of the show as well, because they would send her around doing dispatches and stuff. So she ended up in. Um, Micro Machines, uh, the the toy. No, no, the the game. Oh, okay. And Mega Drive. Really? So, yeah, she end- yeah yeah she's in that as a playable character. B- basically, she was like the nice one that, <laughs> and then Andy Cram was this like kind of sarcastic kids presenter. Mm-hmm. He he was on like BBC and stuff. I think uh, before this, and they would just present news and reviews and uh, kind of do a little bit of shilling here and there, and they'd be like, "Here's a new product. It's uh, the U-Force, it'll probably be all right. <laughs> there was other, two other people then on the show. There was a guy called Z-Wright and he's a young American kid right. who would do dispatches from America back when, like, that was special. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it was like, yeah. hey guys, in America, right, they've got a whole channel and it's just weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like that, uh, so he would like do dispatches from like the Apple campus, okay, or stuff like that. Because technology used to travel very slowly back then. Sure, and especially games. Games would come out much earlier in the US and Japan than they would over here, because they'd have to add German and Spanish to them, take out blood and make it sweat or whatever. Right. Uh, so, so
0: you got to take out the word ninja and Fox, evidently
1: Fox. <laughs> what was it? Wasn't it called Star Wing? in uh, yeah yeah it sucks and then it was called Lilat Wars on the 64 for some reason jeez but uh yeah they had to take out the ninja from everything otherwise we'd all go and join the Foot clan yeah and uh learn nunchucks but uh, there's another guy called Namrood on the show and he was that's a, an anagram for doorman because mm-hmm. he was the cheat guy and apparently that's what they used to call like hackers back then is back doorman
0: okay safe search google that
1: yeah um but he would it's kind of funny actually, he would he'd write a cheat out for a game and then staple it to his head almost. Extreme gaming talk happening. He'd just stick it to his head. He had a you know he had like a yeah, well he wasn't like the necro butcher staple it <laughs> to his head. But uh no, he'd just stick it on his head and that's how he'd sh- tell you what it is. Okay. It was a good fucking show, you know? It was uh I watched two episodes over the last two days from series one, series two, respectively. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of charm to it.
0: You yeah. Know? D- you watched it when it came
1: out originally, though, right? I didn't. Oh, you did not. Okay. That's, th- that's the weird thing. My history with this begins in 2010. Okay. Uh, when I was just... Uh, I was at the bottom, <laughs> you know? Mm. There was a period in my life where I was just in the toilet of life, circling down the drain. And... um this uh, show was what i would watch in the mornings to kind of make myself live oh boy um, <laughs> yeah I, I like i i get myself a little routine of like i'll get up i'll go get some snacks out of the shop i'll come back and watch bad influence and then at least that'll be something i've done mm-hmm. you know because it was something new from a time that i loved right right and okay. that's why i think i'd like to share it with people because i think this is going to give, especially for people in America, you know, it's an alternate telling of your own past. I watched Series 1, Episode 5 uh, for this, and they reviewed Mario Land 2 uh, oh, okay. on the GBA, uh, Humans on the Amiga, and Universal Soldier on the Mega Drive. Yeah. And it's funny because they get kids to review them. Mm-hmm. and they all have northern english accents so like they're very charming in that way because it's not got that london polish to it or anything that you'd see now it's all like regional accents right and they actually get the they split it up into gender so the the boys and girls give different uh scores uh, like they'll get boys review and girls review and then they'll be like oh the boys give it four and the girls give it six or whatever it's kind of funny where it seems kind of pointless because they usually end up giving the same score <laughs> <laughs> whoa who would have thunk it <laughs> yeah it's like the like, girls give it four boys give it four and you're like yeah, because it's a fucking game. Yeah, because it's Mario Two, six golden <laughs> coins. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is like there, it, there's a lot of like anachronistic stuff in it, as you would expect. Like there's a bit in them where they're going, "Don't pirate PC games." Ah, uh, you know? yeah, yeah. Despite uh, even though it's really easy to do, yeah. And, um, and English like the- programming was pretty much
0: the found like that's the foundation of uh, the English population learning to program was pirating and altering games.
1: Yeah, and, like and but they're talking about like that these guys got. Uh, they're going to go to jail because they were selling 100,000 pounds worth of uh, pirate and floppy disks. And you're just like, who would go buy pirate and floppy disks when you could just steal the game yourself? You know, using your disk drive at home. I don't know. There was a technology feature on this, uh the episode I was watching, where they talk about the Atari ST and how it interfaces with keyboards. Okay. And I have to imagine if you're somebody, if you're like a young adult who's into vaporwave in that weird way that young adults are you know where they're obsessed with the past Mm -hmm. this would be just like crack to those people (laughs) because it's like a demonstration of how an Atari ST can interact with a Yamaha keyboard in 1992 yeah and uh, your man Andy Crane he's such a fucking dickhead to everybody (laughs) that comes on he's so sarcastic and like Violet is really charming right and she went on to do loads of stuff with video games like she presented her own shows later on I think wrote for some games. I've seen her like pop up every now and again where like she's still active in video games in one way or another. But like it felt like to me like Andy saw himself as somebody who would eventually present in the 10 o'clock news Mm. or doing like serious documentaries. Like, you know, here he is like going, oh, yeah, fucking Tiny Toon Adventures is coming out for the stupid Mega Drive. And um, he's so sarcastic, I and mean, he's talking to the band who do all the MIDI stuff on the Atari ST. He's just so dismissive of them. He's like, "Yeah, you can get a key, you know, your Atari ST to program this music, but that's not being creative, is it? That's not art." Oh my gosh! <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> so he's like the Tommy Talarico of the tandem. I forget what the show was with with the uh, Talarico when he hosted that Canadian show. With the other guy game it wasn't game makers i forget what it was
1: called well i mean he at least doesn't claim to have invented paper or whatever <laughs> oh please i mean t- take a freaking joke people
0: like seriously take a joke Oh, no, it was electric playground that's the name oh, it was okay. and him and uh it was tommy Talarico and victor lucas on uh, electric playground, and if you go back and you watch any of those clips, uh, pretty much if it comes out for the Nintendo, uh, Tommy Talrico, despite I think being the brainchild behind Metroid Prime, I could be wrong. I think that's what he said.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's anything on the Nintendo sucks. <laughs> well, Tommy Talrico played a guitar solo so hard it caused. But uh <laughs> Um That's terrible. That was really terrible. Yeah, I don't I might cut that out of the show <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't blame it. It is a funny visual though. <laughs> but um yeah, the the show itself it featured a really interesting thing at the end where um, <laughs> they would have what they call the data blast. Okay. So while the credits were playing, the credits would be moving along the bottom of the screen. Okay. And above that, there'd be just like a really uh, fast flashing series of images and pages. Mm-hmm. So what they would tell you to do is get to- your eyes really close to the screen and <laughs> induce a seizure. <laughs> no, you record it Uh uh-huh on your vhs Uh uh-huh and then play it back in slow-mo so you can read it like a magazine interesting and i was like that's an interesting use of the medium of television and vhs you know yeah um i'm sure it fucked up the heads on everybody's vcr eventually (laughs) but uh and it's what's interesting though is like the every episode of this show is preserved on youtube and you can do it, like with YouTube. You can actually do it easy. Sure, you can go through the data blast and read everything. And um, Do you find any gems in there? I haven't bothered. It is there, like if you want to to go through it. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I I think it's really cool that this stuff is preserved and it's preserved by the community. Yeah. You know, like ITV, as far as I know, haven't bothered themselves to preserve this and put it up available for everybody mm-hmm. but you know there are several accounts on youtube that they have every episode and they put it up there so everybody can watch it forever mm-hmm. and i think that's great you know i i think for anybody who's listened to this if you've never watched it i would recommend giving yourself a bit of a treat and sitting down and watching this because it will it'll take you back but it'll take you somewhere you've never been before and that's uh i think that's a special thing
0: yeah, I think it's great that it is being preserved on YouTube because while there has been more of a push over the last 20 years for preserving video game media as far as ROMs are concerned, or ISO files and things like this, the ephemera kind of gets forgotten about um, or not forgotten about, but there aren't as many vocal, vo- you know, there's not as many vocal people, out there preserving video game review shows which were a big thing in uh europe and north america and i would say a big piece of why these things need to be preserved is because it does give you a nice uh snapshot for how, what the people's attitude were at the time. I know it's presented and packaged to be very slick and and a lot of the uh, early 90s stuff is very, or heavily influenced by that MTV sort of attitude, but that was what we perceived as cool during the time where this media was trailblazing. And I know a couple of these shows presented prototypes or presented you know, games that actually never came out and they might be the only footage ever of these mm-hmm. cancelled games or these prototype consoles or, or uh, peripherals and as such it is a part of the fabric of the history of video games so I am happy to see that um, this has been preserved on YouTube because I know uh, particularly with you know uh, the BBC you know they just taped over shit uh, constantly um, and Things have been lost. And I'm not talking about video game shows. I'm just talking about, like, shows in general. Oh, yeah. You know, just, just the way well, that they conducted themselves with creating the medium. It was very
1: disposable at the time. Well, the media around video games and the media around everything is seen as disposable a lot of the
0: time. Sure, especially you know, in this era where it was still looked at as a child's play thing or a fad. So
1: Yeah, and why like, keep it? so, like, you, the magazines were printed on shitty paper a lot of the time. And, you know, these would just go out onto TV, and then that's it. I, I I would say they probably exist somewhere, like the Master Tapes. Yeah. Uh, just because a lot of... ITV have done a better job, as far as I know, of Archive and stuff, because uh, they found, like, pretty much every World of Sport wrestling match was preserved on tape. Mm-hmm. And they started to be rebroadcast. Mm, um, okay. Like, so, 10, 15 years ago. Um So I I would hope that they've got the rest, like they've, they've got everything else. Yeah. And there is like a market here, I'm sure it's the same over there, where like they have these channels that rebroadcast all game shows and stuff. Those do exist, but I haven't seen any episodes of this kind of stuff on there. But again, that's what's great But the internet. is like we've got someone's VHS. And again, the kids, you know, into the vaporware, they love their VHS filters and they love their... <laughs> It, this is real. This is watching the VHS. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And uh, it's great. I think it's, I think I think it's awesome. And I, I, again, I wanted to share it with everybody, and I hope that, um, I hope that people do go and watch a few episodes of it, and I hope they do get something from it because I think it's, I think it's fun.
0: Well, that does it for this episode. I'd like to thank my co-hosts for joining me, as well as the members of One Rad Club, without whom these shows just wouldn't happen. If you'd like to show your support for these shows, check out oneradclub.com. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to all the great shows on the OneRad Podcast Network, and for a little bit more than a dollar a month, you can unlock all sorts of other exclusive content and physical rewards. Again, be sure to check out OneRadClub.com. Thank you so much for your support. We'll be right back real soon.